Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krupp. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Talk politics. Hey, look at that. Uh, I'm watching Fox Business right now, and the first full bus of illegal aliens, illegal aliens um, that are bussed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott have just arrived in Washington, D.C., and they're showing it now. And it's high profile, at least in I, I kind of doubt that they're showing this on ABC, NBC, CBS, or any other place. But this is profound. It's a bit Trumpian, don't you think? Speaking of Trumpian, Betsy Johnson. Story in the Oregon Catalyst is that she hits $5 million. Actually, it's more than that. There's a story in the Capitol Insider about the nation's largest private landowner jumps into political campaigns. He's a timber owner from actually born in Oregon, uh, reared up in Northern California, and he bought Seneca sawmills here in Eugene, which is a very uh, large uh, private landowner from another very successful businessman, a World War II veteran who's since passed away and his daughters took over the company and they sold it. They sold it to this guy, Red Emerson of Sierra Pacific Industries. He just gave Betsy Johnson $200,000. She now has actually raised since the beginning of January, 2021. So that's over a year. She's raised $6.2 million. Now, she's got well over $5 million sitting in the bank. That's profound. But what's also profound is what the Democrats intend to do to attack her. And I'll get into that in a moment because they are forecasting by the name of their group exactly how they intend to attack her. And it makes perfect sense, given that, in fact, I was talking about this with a consultant friend of mine from Oregon about how can the Democrats destroy her? Well, there's really only one real avenue. Because the Democrats have to do two things. They have to keep as many Democrat voters in the fold not desert the Democrat Party to vote for Betsy Johnson because they won't vote for a Republican but they might vote for an independent because they're so unhappy with Joe Biden and Kate Brown so 
they have to figure out how they can keep those Democrats in the fold. The problem is going to be this. With the mood of Oregon, the mood of the nation, I don't think their attacks are going to be successful at keeping Democrats from voting for Betsy. In fact, I think it will have just the opposite effect, especially on independent voters. And it'll certainly have the impact positively on Republican voters. Now that then becomes the challenge for any of the Republicans who happen to win in the primaries. How do they keep Republicans from voting for Betsy Johnson? There's a story today about OPB's interview with Stan Pulliam. And, you know, Stan has been very direct in his answers, all of these answers that are in the story. And I will have this on the show plan on the Political Coffee podcast that you can go and listen to the show again. You can download it and you can read all the stories that I use to talk today. That's at kslm.news. Click on podcasts. Scroll down, find Political Coffee, click on that, and you'll see each day's show and an explanation of what the show covers. So I'll have this up there. Stan's answers are solidly conservative, and they're unedited. And we'll get into that because they, they, I mean, it's OPB, folks. It's the left. And you can imagine that they are, in fact, going to ask all these questions from a leftist perspective. Bud Pierce, as uh, was announced yesterday, there's a story about Nigel Jaquist in the Willamette Week, has loaned his campaign another $500,000. Now, Bud got 44% of the vote losing to Kate Brown in that special election to serve out the remainder of John Kitzhaber's term after he resigned because he was corrupt and he should be in jail. But aside from that, Now, Willamette Week reports in this story that, well, they reported it last week in murmurs, which is rumors, which is, I mean, friends, I'm telling you, this this is how politics is. And it doesn't matter if you're in Washington, D.C., you're in Olympia, or you're in Sacramento, or you're in Salem. It's all the same. It's like being in junior high school on steroids. It really is. All the bad things that you hated about being in junior high school is exactly what happens in politics. Anyway, in murmurs, Nigel writes, some Republican insiders have begun to question how much his heart is in the race. His campaign still hasn't begun airing television ads, which is three weeks left until ballots for the primary arrive in Oregon mailboxes. Now, I think you're going to start seeing that. I will tell you that it's almost time, not quite maybe, for Bud to start running ads and sending out mail pieces. Now, now here, here's the issue. Uh, he hasn't been... Um, as active showing up at Republican events as he has or was previously. And that's because he still has very high name identification amongst Republican voters. And you would expect that, wouldn't you? I would. 
given that he was the candidate previously that ran against and lost to Kate Brown. So he's got a little bit of an automatic commanding lead. The question is, what will other people do to pull that lead away from him and build their name ID? Now, Stan's out there. He's got a new bus tour going on, talking about refunding the police. He's got some money. Bob Tiernan's got some money. Tiernan's running TV ads. Christine Drazen's running just god awful TV ads. I I don't do not know who her consultants are because I haven't bothered to look. But <laughs> I do see a lot of her signs showing up in the rural areas, the agricultural areas that I live here between you know the Willamette Valley, because she's gotten the support of the ag community, even though she screwed them royally, and they haven't figured it out yet. They believe what some of their other agricultural-related representatives tell them. How did she screw them over? I'll tell you very simply. Because she refused to walk out and then negotiate their way back in the building, the agriculture overtime bill was passed. That was a priority for the Democrats. They could have killed it, folks, and still gotten their millions That was the bribe from the Democrat speaker, Dan Raphael. I'm telling you what Christine Drazen has done. And and I, I mean, I'll have her on the show if she wants to come on. But what she has done is set a precedence. Democrats know that if they just hold back like $100 million for rural Republican legislators, they can get conservative Republicans to stay in the building. Always because they can bribe them because they've done it successfully twice now, two times in a row under Christine Drazen's leadership, folks. And yet she has the gall to come out on this TV commercial. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just I'm lit up over this. I'm sorry. This is the truth. She has the gall to come out on these TV commercials saying she led the fight against Kate Brown's radical agenda. Yeah, you led the fight and you still lost. Because you don't believe in using every tool you can because you might be criticized. Oh, and the other reason? Because there are certain Republican-oriented lobby groups that give lots of money and have given lots of money to her that wanted things passed in the last two sessions. And if you don't think that isn't how all this plays out, you don't know politics. The quid pro quo quo that goes on in D.C. is no different than how it goes on in Salem, folks. Was there a deal cut between some of these groups to say, hey, we'll back you for governor if you don't, if you convince your caucus not to walk out? If you accept the rules that fine you for walking out, making it impossible for you to walk out, if you accept those rules in the beginning and don't walk out we'll make sure you get money from the democrats and we'll back you and just look at the people that are donating to her campaign lobby groups folks and a few other rich people that are represented by lobby groups funny how that works 
Christine Drazen has to spend a lot of money to build her name ID. And I can guarantee you groups like Oregon Firearms Federation and others at the grassroots level not going to appreciate and they're not going to stand up for what she has done. Because what she has done is larger than any one issue that she allowed to pass. She set a precedence where Democrats know they can always, always buy off this group of Republicans. They'll always hold money back. You mark my words, the next legislative session, you heard it here first. Next legislative session, they will buy, they will bribe Republicans to stay in the building and pass more of their radical leftist agenda. Wait, it's going to happen. Now, there's a story, by the way, the Oregon Catalyst. The state tells addicts seeking help to come back in six months. It's a great story by the Taxpayers Association of Oregon. You can check it out on OregonWatchdog.com. This is measure 110 that the people voted on. I voted against it. That legalizes drugs. And the deal was, hey, you're going to get treatment services. Guess what? Oregon Health Authority is telling treatment providers, well, you got you're going to have to wait another six months. Even though we have $270 million sitting there, we just can't figure out how to make all of this work. Just like the delay in COVID payment, just like the delay in DMV services, just like the delay in rolling out Obamacare website, which never did happen. 620, back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. There's a bunch of interesting gateway pundit stories that are relevant, but I got to say, Greg, thank you for sending me the story, which I heard a lot about. <laughs> you know, Joe Biden was speaking at the John Deere factory um, in Iowa yesterday. Well, I guess a bird decided to deposit, leave a deposit on Joe Biden's shoulder. Yeah. No kidding. By the way, thanks uh, to Kim. I will read. Uh, Kim is one of our listeners, uh, one of our great listeners, and is um, is a, a a she's a member of the Church of Latter Day Saints. Thirty years ago, they issued a proclamation. Almost thirty years ago, it's all about the family and gender. This is interesting, and it's very prescient for our time. And Corby, uh, I know, I know Saudi TV mocking the Biden administration with a uh, Saturday Night Live style skit 
folks, if you haven't seen it, it's on InfoWars and so forth. But I, I'm, this is the guy who is going to restore honor to America in the world's eyes. Yeah, right. The world's laughing and mocking this man. Uh, Lyndon, Linda writes an email. By the way, you want to send me an email? It's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Either one, I will try to read them on the air. Says, you know, Drazen is a huge disappointment concerning Christine Drazen in that our representative, Shelley Bossart Davis, endorsed her with the first day or second of her announcement. That has made me question my faith in her. Apparently, they're very good friends. That has no place in politics when there are huge decisions to be made. Yes, I know Shelly. She's a farm girl from just up the road. Uh, she is key and central to all of these signs going up and convincing farm groups they should back Christine Drazen, who, again, has hurt the farmers because she wouldn't walk out, negotiate away back into the building that would have killed the farm worker overtime bill. That's just a fact, folks. That's why you cannot trust Christine Drazen. If she'll do that, what else will she do as your governor? Oh, yeah, she's good on pro-life and other issues. She wasn't willing to walk out over guns. What compromise will she make then? Somebody that doesn't compromise is freedom, heating, and air. They don't compromise on their commitment to come out to your place immediately. If you have a problem in your home and your HVAC system is not working right, you need to call them because they'll get out there right away. That's how they built such a successful business in the Mid-Valley area for almost 50 years. Give them a call. They'll get out to your place or your business right away. They've got great discounts, by the way, for seniors, for veterans, and for apartment managers. 503 580 1456. 580 1456. 580 1456. Check out their website at freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. At Liberty First Society, it's a production at the River Church. It starts at 7 o'clock tonight. It's Chris Ann Hall's um, class from her university, Liberty First University, out of Florida, about the Constitution. And it's all free, folks. All you just do is show up at 7 o'clock. That's tonight. River Church. Portland Road, right next to Harbor Freight. I, I alluded to a couple of these uh, Gateway Pundit um, stories. The Philippines Bureau of Investigation, kind of like our FBI, raids the home of a Smartmatic employee linked to a security breach. Smartmatic admits to the leak. Now, Smartmatic is the base software that all of the computerized vote tabulation machines use in America. And it can be hacked. It's been demonstrated that it can be hacked. 
and they admitted to the security breach. Now, by the way, don't expect um, <laughs> don't expect any major mainstream media to try to um, cover this story. The, you know, the shooting in the Brooklyn uh, subway yesterday. Isn't it interesting? Not that I would be a conspiracy theorist. I know this isn't conspiracy theory Thursday, but the camera system at the subway station, actually inside the station and inside the car, wasn't working at the time of the shooting due to a computer glitch. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? How convenient. Just like with um, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, the cameras just weren't working when, you know, he committed suicide in his jail cell. Right. And then there's a story about a good guy with a gun saves a mother from a home invading con man dressed as a nurse. Yes. Good guys with guns or good gals with guns save people every day in America. The liberal media simply refuses to tell us about it. It's 630 back in a moment. Come on and sing my song. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Everybody, we are back. Sorry, uh, again, having... Some kind of a technical difficulty here. I'm not entirely sure why, but it is. Um, yeah, I know Super Dave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta love when technology works, and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. At any rate, um, want to remind you to. Uh, if you have a leaking roof, and we're going to have lots of rain here over the next uh, however many days, you need to call the folks at Fight for Roofing. P-F-E-I-F-E-R dot com is their website. P-F-E-I-F-E-R roofing dot com. They'll come out and they'll give you a free estimate. They have been in business here in the Mid-Valley area since 1978, folks. And they are just heads and shoulders above so many other roofing companies. Why? Because they're really good at what they do. I mean, really good at what they do. And that's why you can trust them to come out, look at your roof, give you a free estimate, and then fix whatever's wrong with your home or frankly your business for that matter. They do all kinds of roof replacements, including flat roofs. They have this great product called Roof Max. You hear me talk about it. They do roof repair, roof cleaning, gutter systems, you name it, they do it. They'll come out again and give you a free estimate. 
Give them a call, 503-647-4725-647-4725. Pfeiffer Roofing. All right. So there is lots going on out there uh, in the political world, and including here in Oregon. And one of the things that is happening here that, that I think is so important is Republican candidates have got to use the right issues to win, to capture the hearts and the imaginations of the voters out there. And if they don't, they will not win, whether it is um, the governor's race or it's any of the statewide races that are out there. Frankly, Congress, certainly for the House of Representatives, but also for school boards, city councils. It is absolutely critical, folks, that Republicans, conservatives, put forth the right message. If they don't, they're not going to win because they're not going to capture the hearts and the minds of the voters out there. It's what the voters want. Voters want people they can trust who are not part of the problem. Now, this is going to be the line of attack on Betsy Johnson. I'm telling you that right now, folks. This is, they're going to destroy Betsy Johnson any way they possibly can. The Democrats will. And the line of attack on her, I'm going to tell you this right now. The line of attack on her is going to be the fact it's going to be about corruption. Remember, I teased you with the fact that I talked with a uh, Republican consultant friend of mine who uh, he and I were talking about this. And he's, he said the only possible attack that they can have on her that will really work in the general election is going to be the corruption issue. You know, there are stories about Betsy having been you know, a self-dealing, right? She was accused of that. And frankly, um, I think it was marginally successful at the time. I'm not sure it would be now, given where we're at in America today. And frankly, the Democrats' embrace of an incredibly corrupt president, Joe Biden. It may not have the impact, and, and probably shouldn't, to be honest with you. Now, she will counter that in a different way. But the fact that they now have a group dedicated to getting her, I mean, getting, this is the Democrats now, it's called Oregonians for Ethics. And even though they talk about the fact that they got to educate Oregonians about how she voted against the environment and climate change, and she's working to thwart common sense gun safety measures. Yeah, right. Her attacking the interests and well-being of working families and more. Friends, I'm telling you, their name, Oregonians for Ethics, it absolutely points to what their attacks on her are going to be. Now, Democrats, as I said earlier, have to keep Democrat voters in the fold in the general election. Right now, the polling shows, and I, and I would bet that the Democrat polling shows the same thing that the other polling is. And that is very simply this, is that Betsy Johnson takes two votes 
from the Democrats for every one vote she takes from the Republicans. That means then that you get back to this, Betsy Johnson gets 17, maybe 19% of the vote, and that Democrats and Republicans, whatever the can, whoever the candidate is, is going to really be tied. That's going to be an incredibly close election. Now, that's where election integrity comes in, does it not? But bottom line is this. Republican candidates have to use messages and hammer away at them that will move the voters, move the dissatisfied Democrat voters and, frankly, the independent voters that vote. And maybe more of them will be voting now than ever before. They are the largest Grow, vote, uh, voting group in the state of Oregon, the unaffiliated voters. Anyway, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Uh, let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Oregonians for ethics, right? Key, key word there, probably people in the unions, uh, you know, trying to help the Democrats out again. That'll that'll definitely be interesting. But I did want to call you, Jeff, because last night from 11 to 12, I listened to uh, Arc Midnight on that other channel. And I don't get great reception, but they had a gentleman on there talking about this snake venom thing that you talked about Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yes, and evidently, okay, the virus itself has, uh, you know, uh, these properties and um, emit toxins because they mess around with the genetics of this virus, of course, you know, and... um, So uh, one of the things that the virus does is emit these toxins, uh, which um, are from snake venom. Uh, And it was quite interesting. Um, And, you know, they've been talking about it and testing and all this other stuff. Uh, But something... you might want to check that out. I don't, you know, like I didn't have the greatest reception, but that's exactly what they were talking about. And, uh, um, evidently these test kits do test for venom. And, uh, one of the, the things that he, uh, talked about was the fact that people lose their taste and smell. Well, the toxins uh, from the virus, uh, if they have the properties of this, uh, that would explain it and stuff. So it was really an interesting thing, Jeff. Wanted to make you aware of it. Uh, Perhaps you could listen to it. It was in the 11 to 12 hour. But, yeah, ethics, I can't believe it. So, I wanted to give you a heads up on that, Jeff, because obviously uh, there is something going on with this virus genetically uh, that deals with uh, poison venom and stuff that the virus is actually emitting. Emitting. 
Thank you, Art. I appreciate you sharing that. I did not hear that. I will try to listen to it at 648 back in a moment. Great day, Jeff. You too. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're still trying to work on the technological issue. Don't know what's going on here, but we will get it figured out because I have great confidence in producer Phil to work his magic. <laughs> in the meantime, you can still call 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. And, of course, emails always to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm. Dot news. Um, speaking, actually, uh, uh, Rosalie, uh, Mark, Mark's interview was not yesterday, uh, and it wasn't on the podcast yesterday. So uh, th- that was actually um, not not Mark Fieldman, uh, but that was Darren Harbick, uh, who was the uh, and, and actually that was um, Monday that we did that interview with, with Darren Harbick. Uh, we have done an interview with Mark Seelman. I have to go back and see where it is. Uh, and I am, by the way, on the podcast, we are trying to make it more user-friendly for you all uh, in that I am trying to, uh, to, to put in the comments the, the interviews that we do and, and the topics, basically, so you can look at each show. And if you're looking for an interview, you'll be able to find it relatively quickly. And then you can scroll down and you can find the actual interview and, um, and the stories there. So, uh, way we go. Uh, all right. So, uh, let's see. I wanted to get to Stan Pulliam. There we go. So any Republican who has an opportunity to win under the scenario that we are where Betsy Johnson pulls all these votes from the Democrats. Yes. They're going to damage her trying to make it all about that she's corrupt and she's going to have to defend that. She's got millions of dollars more than what the Democrats or certainly any of the Republicans have. She's going to have to have a very strong defense to blunt that. Now let's, let's just say for the sake of the argument that she, she is reasonably successful and the scenario that we hear today in the polling plays out. Well, I'll tell you what, the themes are that can win that must be used. Before I do that, I got to remind you, if you're looking for a contractor that you can trust, come into your home or come into your business for that matter and not disrupt your business, not disrupt your home and make it a miserable experience to do some kind of remodeling or new construction, whatever, do visit Eric Azer's RighteousRenovations.com website, Righteous Renovations. And you'll be able to see what it is that they've actually done in other people's homes and their businesses because they have before and after pictures. But you also get to hear or read, rather, the the very satisfied customer endorsements of their group. 
sometimes don't know what you're getting when you hire a contractor. Well, you don't have that worry at all with Righteous Renovations. Go to the website, RighteousRenovations.com. So Stan Pulliam's out there, and he's talking about why he wants to be Oregon's next governor. And he hits the two issues because he's a mayor, he's an executive, even though it's a small town. The two issues that he hits is the festering culture of criminality, uh, quoting from the article, and mass homelessness decaying every corner of our state. He's quoted as saying there's been a massive uptick in crime and riots, and we've watched on the nightly news all the while politicians have slowly defunded our police with their words and their actions. We used to have 30 state troopers per 100,000 people. The number today is eight. Meanwhile, in Sandy, we fully funded our police. So then he gets into solutions. The reason that I bring this up to you folks, because this, even the Democrats polling shows that this is the way to victory for a Republican. It's to focus on crime, riots, homelessness, Portland. And everybody knows that that is just tapping into this massive dissatisfaction that we know is out there, folks. It is. So, yes, indeed. Um, if you want to win, hang on a second. If you want to win, you have to hit on these things. And I'm going to tell you that Betsy Johnson has to hit on these things if she wants to win. Now, I think she will to some extent. Again, the question is going to be, who's going to have the money and the resources to get that message out? Now, again, Betsy does not have to fight a primary race. Christine Drazen does. They all have to use the right things the right issues to win the Republican primary. Now, this is where if they are shying away from the issues like climate change, um, wildfires, drought, these are all the liberal questions that were um, put forth by OPB. Funding for police political extremism on the right and the left, homelessness. And he addresses them all. The high school graduation rate. This is all important. Let's go to Jerry, who's on the line. Jerry, good morning. Sorry for uh, taking so long to get you. I was hoping that we could get the technology working right. It ain't still, but you and I still get to talk. There you go. Go back. Hey, you know, the the communists have uh, done a pretty clever trick in uh, changing the definition of science. Uh, it's, very, uh, it's very seductive, very convincing, but what they've done is, if you remember growing up uh, in, uh, in uh, school, they taught science, you start with a theory, then you challenge the theory, you, pr uh, you prove the theory with tests, and if the 
the theory doesn't pass the test, then you go to another theory. If it does pass the test, then it becomes, you know, a, a fact or truth or whatever. What the, what the Dems do, however, is they take a theory and they call that truth. In other words, like the vaccine, right. they say it works 95%. It becomes a truth. They say the mask works uh, to stop viruses, even though the box says it doesn't. Uh, it becomes truth, and then they say, if you deny it, you're a science denier. So they call every one of their theories science when it's, when it's just the opposite. You're right, Jerry. Uh, great point. And it's got to be a lesson for Republicans to learn because they need to speak the truth and not back away from it the way the Democrats speak lies. Jerry, thank you. Hey, Freddie and Rebecca, call back tomorrow. I'll give you the grace to talk about what you wanted to talk about. You guys just got a call earlier in the show. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.